This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Thank you. Hi, Ange. Have you got any fresh injury worries, any returning players? And in particular, Poro and Udogi, are they fit to play? Yeah, no, um, yeah we've had... Um Sort of a couple of setbacks this week. Destiny um, obviously picked up a little bit of a, a knock last week and, um, yeah, um, not available for tomorrow. Don't think it's anything too serious. Uh, with no game next week, Andy. He should be back. Um, Pedro picked up a, a strain of training. Um, again, probably a couple of weeks for him. Um, with with a game break, hopefully uh, doesn't miss too many. And... Uh, yeah, probably the, the major one for us is Fraser Foster. Got a knock at training, got a bit of a fracture in his foot, so he'll uh, he'll probably miss you know, uh, conservatively a couple of months now. So, um, so they're the main three uh, coming back. Nothing changed from last week. Everyone was available. In terms of performances, I think it's the best points tally for this stage of a campaign in, in the last five seasons. You've scored in every league game this season. What do you send to the players at this point when it comes to meeting targets for the season or maybe setting targets between now and the end of the season? Um, yeah, I don't think you can sort of be specific around it. I mean, what, we, we try and, what we want to do is try and finish the season you know, really strong. Um, we started the season strong and then obviously we had some, some challenges kind of through that middle period that we handled it not too bad. Um, you know, obviously the results weren't great, but our sort of competitive levels were still decent through that time and it's about finishing the season strong I don't think it's any different to any other team um, you can have sort of specific targets but ultimately if we can finish the season strong we'll, we'll be in a decent position and away from Tottenham it's obviously been a difficult week for Roy Hodgson I just want to talk about the pressures of management and, and any support for, for him at the moment yeah, look, I mean, I don't really sort of, I don't think it's my place to talk about Roy or, or kind of his situation right now or his health for that matter because they're all private matters. But, you know, everyone knows the standing he has in the game. And, um, you know, it's, look, it's a weird sort of occupation we have. Um, there aren't many where, you know, people um, pretty much, you know, dictate to try and create a narrative where you're pretty much finished and then are also putting up your replacement um, while you're still in the position. But 
that's the way the world these days. I guess we sign up for it, so um, we kind of, well, everyone expects it. But, um, yeah, I don't think it diminishes Roy standing in the game in any way. And uh, above all, hopefully, uh, he bounces back quickly. Hi, good afternoon. I want to ask you about um, the partnership between Mickey van der Ven and Christian Romero. It takes time to build this type of uh, balance and, and, and chemistry and understanding and trust. How surprised or how impressed are you with the way they managed to build this relationship? Yeah, it's been really pleasing. Um, as you said, like centre-back partnerships, um, you know, most of the time, you know, they, they tend to build together because you need so much understanding in a crucial part of the game where a lot of it is almost unspoken where, you know, you need to be able to understand each other's game and I think they, they complement each other really well. I think I've just been super impressed with Romero this year, the way he's, I already knew he was one of the best defenders in the world, but the way he's kind of tackled the whole leadership area and you know really sort of become disciplined in his play and how he's not just Mickey but the other players you know he's kind of really guiding them in the right way but especially Mickey and you know Mickey I've already spoken about um, <coughs> the way he's adjusted to the Premier League um, has been outstanding so it, it's great for those those two obviously we missed both of them during the, the middle part of the year so um, it's good to get having both back out there question about uh, Brennan Johnson, please. Uh, becoming a bit of a super sub. We saw the goal against Brighton, the goal against Brentford as well. Uh, how impressed you've been with him with his, with his role in the team? Yeah, again, uh, you know, look, I always feel it's harder for attacking players because invariably people just measure them against one thing and particularly, you know, in Brent's case, he's a young man and, and, you know, there's a transfer fee attached and then people just measure it on one thing. But, you know, we didn't buy sort of bring Brennan to the club just for this year. He was he's here for the long term and I, I know he's gonna grow a lot more. He's probably played <coughs> certainly started more games than I thought he would, but again we've had some real issues um, you know, with injuries uh, during the early part of the year and yeah, he's tackled every task, you know, really well and you know, he's <coughs> he's got a couple of goals, you know, people forget he's been unlucky a couple of times at the post here and there. So but ultimately that's you know, he knows that yeah, the measure for, for attacking players at any football club, especially the big ones, is is sort of your output in that final third. And, um, you know, pleased for him that he's getting those rewards. Wolves have been one of the most uh, pleasant surprises of the season. Uh, you remember the game back back in November. What do you expect for them this weekend? Um, pretty much what you've got from them all year. You know, I think Gary's done an outstanding job. Um, you know, they've got, you know, they really, they work hard for each other. They're, they're a well-organised team. We saw that. Yeah, you know, we played them at their place. Um, you know, they, they worked hard to the last minute and got the result. And they've also got some, you know, some pretty, you know, special individual players um, in that group as well. And um, yeah, they're always a threat going forward. They're, they're exciting when they run with the ball. So you know, we're expecting a tough game, but I think you get to this point of the year, and uh, yeah, I don't think there'll be too many easy ones because everyone's got something to play for. I think, um, and um, you know, we're expecting a tough one. Rob, uh, Ryan Sessignon was involved in training yesterday. Where is he in terms of his fitness and is he someone who could potentially be back in the first team squad soon? Um, yeah, look, he's, he's back training, which is the first step. Now he's just got to sort of put a body of work together at training and then we'll kind of assess it from there. But, um, yeah, this is kind of the first week he's had with us. Um, yeah, with Sess, it's just a matter of, like I said, it's just it's about getting your body to work together. It gives him confidence, gives us confidence that he's that his that his body will be good. And so far, yeah, this week is uh, 
he's trained well, um, done everything he's, he's been asked of, and uh, hopefully that continues. So you're someone you want to get on the pitch sooner rather than later. I mean, has all the qualities you want? It's the same as everyone else, mate. No different. I want all of them to be out there. I want all of them to be available. He's no different. Obviously, he's gone through a tough time, but yeah, there's no point in me sort of putting any extra sort of pressure on him. He's he knows kind of his biggest hurdle is just going to be being out there um, for a prolonged time. He kind of had a false start when we got him out there a few weeks back because you know, we had a lot of injuries. But, you know, like I said with Cess, it's just about him getting a body of work together and then he'll feel better and he'll I think he'll feel more confident about taking an opportunity. After the Wolves game tomorrow, you've got a two-week break. Is, is that beneficial time on the training pitch with your players or would you just rather have another game? Yeah, no, you probably this kind of time of the year you'd, you'd rather have a game because you know you're kind of we've only got one a week anyway we're obviously not in Europe not in the cup so it also means that you know that game's going to get jammed somewhere where you know we're going to have to play um, you know some pretty big fixtures in a short space of time so much rather have a game but we've kind of known we're not going to have that game next weekend so we're, we're planning um, accordingly thanks Charlie <clears throat> just wait for the microphone oh, Um, just wanted to ask you then, without Destiny and Pedro, how that affects the way you play. Maybe it doesn't, that it's just other people have got to step in and do that role because they've been so important to how you've played this season. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it doesn't change the way you play, but I think I've, I've said in the past every player brings their own sort of unique um, you know, abilities to, to each position. Um, the structure won't change, the, the manner in which we, we kind of set up won't change, but you know, different players bring different attributes. and. Uh, yeah, Pedro and, and Destiny have been sort of you know, outstanding for us this year. Um, you know, Pedro's pretty much played every game, apart from maybe the first one where he didn't start. And, uh, <coughs> and Destiny, every time he's been out there for us, has been really important. They're both improving, but as I said, you know, they're, they're missing now and it'll be an opportunity for a couple of other guys to come in and um, you know, um, make sure that we, we maintain our, the levels we've kind of set so far. One of those players obviously could be Radu. What have you made of him so far? Has he been kind of desperate to get a start? He's been great, you know. He's working hard, and but you know, it's you know, he was at Genoa and he was playing. If just playing was all he was interested in, he would have stayed at Genoa. You know, if you want to move to big clubs, that's part of the process, and he knew that. That's why he took, and you know, that's why you got. You know, I wanted him here because he knew the challenge of coming here. Um, you know, and 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 playing was not going to just be a given. It's it's about you know working away, and he's adapting. You know, we play a lot differently to what he's used to. He's, we've used him in games, and I think he's done well when we've used him. And again, we didn't buy him for for six months. We bought him for, to this football club for a long time to be here for a long time. And we already seen this year, you know, losing our two central defenders. What an impact that had on our season. Well, I don't want that to happen in the future. So Radu. He's here for that, and over the next sort of you know three four months before the end of the season, you know it's about him adapting and and working hard. But he's been outstanding at training, great attitude, really great amongst the players. The players are really kind of uh, can see the qualities he has, and uh, he's ready to play. Just on another topic, I wanted to ask: Was that event yesterday for Proud Lily White celebrating ten years at the LGBTQ um, plus fan group? And just how important to you and to the club is that inclusivity? Because it feels like Spurs are one of the kind of leading clubs, and it's that group has kind of led the way. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I feel sort of, yeah, like I said, that the club is, is it's very, very important to the club. For me, it's it's a bit different. I, I, 
I just take people as they are. I've never understood why you try and treat people differently for anything in life. And, um, you know, the, the, I guess the fact that we have to have. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, such a... Um, sort of um, different um, take on these things is is kind of beyond me where I am in my life. But it's great that the club, you know, has been at the forefront of this. I know the guys came down to, to, to training and um, you know, I had a chat to a few of them. They're really proud of what they've done the last ten years, and hopefully that keeps growing. And uh, yeah, and hopefully you know, it, 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 rather than sort of us being the, a standard bearer in some form, it just becomes the norm. Has that changed? Sorry, just to follow up. Has that changed a lot since you know that inclusivity awareness since you've been in the game, and has it changed enough? Oh, I guess. Mate, yeah, it made the world's changed. You know, it's um, you got no idea, mate. You got no idea how much the world's changed. I still remember uh, I was in the city with my kids uh, yesterday, and they saw a phone booth and they didn't know what the hell it was. Mate. <laughs> so that's how I used to call your mum. So uh, the world is the world has changed a lot. Okay. James, please. Hi, Ange. Um, I don't know <clears throat> if you've seen any of it, but there have been um, some reports this week suggesting you may be on Liverpool's shortlist to replace Jurgen Klopp. I <coughs> wondered if there was anything you could say about that or wanted to say about that. I may be on a shortlist. Yeah, no, I don't think I'd ever say anything about that because I don't think that's ever going to end my sort of brain space uh, for what I'm... Uh, for what it's my priorities in life and, and in my profession right now, and um, yeah, no. You must feel though you're only just getting started here at Tottenham. Well, I am. Yeah, not just feel I am. I've only been here for seven months, so I think that's self-explanatory. Uh, you know, but it pains to say that you know we're, we're still, you know, we've still got a long way to go in terms of the football we want to play. You know, the the, the team we want to be, the the squad we want to have. You know, we've had. I think two positive windows. I think we've had a, a decent campaign so far, but you know we, we've got a long way to go. Do you think there's any doubt at all that you'll be here next season? Um, you see, that, but that's that's what I'm talking about. That's the funny space when we talk about managers. You know, when we're not going well, then they're questioning. You know, whether we're going to be here when you potentially are going okay, then they're still questioning about whether you're going to be here and. The reality is most of it's out of our hands. So I've never worried, I've never thought about that. I, I've got a history of 26 years of management where you can see pretty clear what I do and I rely on that as my explanation as to where my thought processes are with all those kind of things. But uh, like I said right now, it's about 
finishing the season strong with Tottenham and, and making sure that you know we we we're kind of um, trying to establish a really strong foundation for who we want to be in, in years to come, and that can only happen if you know if I'm totally focused on what uh, these last 14 games can bring for us. Do you take any of the Liverpool chat as a compliment at all, or not? <sighs> it will depends, you know. If it's just people throwing up names, and who cares? Like seriously, like doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, if I'm doing a good job, hopefully it does mean that you know. Um, People will will acknowledge that in one form or another, whatever that form is. But you know, so-called chat. I mean, really, nah, it's not uh, no of interest to me. Thanks. Okay, and we'll finish with George, please. Hi, Ange. Um, just want to take you back to that Wolves game in in November. You kind of referenced that a little bit afterwards, talking about how you weren't happy with the way the team played. What what was it about that performance that you sort of didn't like, and how much has the team grown, I guess, since then? Yeah, look, it was just, I think there have been many games this year. There's probably been, you know, less than a handful of games where I just felt we ended up playing for a result. Now, it was kind of natural at the time. We had a lot of injuries, obviously, in that game and before that game and kind of we put out a lineup that, you know, guys hadn't played for quite a long time. And we got ourselves in front and it's only natural, it's human nature for, for people then to try and hold on to that, you know, because it's, it is... A accomplishment, but you know those kind of moments also I think are important for me to make sure that the players understand that that's not where we're at and that's not where we want to be. It's not just about chasing a result so we can, you know, um, sort of feel good about that. It's about staying true to, to who we want to be through this, especially this time where we're building something. And you know, even if we had won that game one nil, it wouldn't have left me any feeling any better about our approach um, and again it wasn't me being critical of the players it's more about guidance to say well you know what it's easier because we didn't get the reward but even if we did get the reward I would have sort of had the same message that that's not sort of you know where we want to be heading as a team and like I said for the most part that hasn't happened um, you know it's probably two or three games I remember where we've, where we've done that and um, you know it's kind of the stuff we want to sort of steer away from. And Brendan Johnson scored that game, um, obviously scored at the weekend. And, and afterwards, he was talking about um, how he's been really working on kind of timing those those back post mm. runs. I mean, it looks really simple getting there and mm. you're shooting into an empty net. But how sort of impressed have you been with what you've been working on in mid-train and bringing that into games? Yeah, really good. I mean, um, again, you know, um, Chris Dave's done a lot of work with the sort of front half guys with, with Meso and... Um, a lot of our work is around that and, and getting our wingers or wide players into goal-scoring positions. And um, <coughs> again, it's it's a way I've kind of set my teams up for a very long time. And uh, he's one that's really understood that. It's different from what he's done. And it is. It's not easy. Um, you know, trying to get that timing right and when you arrive, having a good technique. But he's, he's he's got a great technique under pressure and he showed that last week. He's shown that the last couple of times. And... It becomes really difficult to stop when, when you get that sort of synergy between our attacking players. So, you know, having a goal last week of sort of winger to winger is is, is good because, it, you know, like I said before, um, they get rewarded for things we, we kind of speak about and then, you know, they, they understand how important it is and, and hopefully that keeps them uh, sort of looking for more growth. And just finally for me, I wanted to ask you about <coughs> Rodrigo Bentancourt. Um, he's obviously had such a long time out and and before that was in really, really good form. And I guess coming back from such a long injury, there's sort of a, a management of, of expectations. 
have you sort of had to manage his expectations because he feels like he should be the player he was back in 12 months ago and he's um, maybe not there yet? No, 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 I haven't had to and I wouldn't, you know. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd be like somebody trying to manage my expectations. I just don't think that that's my role. Um, he, he sets very high standards. And, and look, it's not just the absence. I mean, he, I mean, he came back and I thought, in the Villa game, he was outstanding, and then he gets a knock within 15, 20 minutes, and you know he's out again. So <laughs> it's been disrupted even with with the, the absence he's had. So, but I've been really happy with with Roddy, and uh, and again, it's I guess people look at it through the prism of kind of you know that players should be playing all the time and being influential all the time. But we're trying to build a, a squad here, and I've got no doubt that you know. Whatever Rodri does this year for us, and he's already contributed. You know, he's he's creating a great foundation for us for next year. And you know, with the midfield setup we've got at the moment, the players we've got in there, it's it's going to be really exciting to see how they all grow. Okay, we'll end the broadcast section there. We'll move on to the embargoed for ten thirty p.m. tonight. Matt. This time last year, it looked like you didn't have the defensive instinct to play in back four. Suddenly, he feels like you're really going to miss it because he's so important. What, what's what's changed, and how do you take what he has and turn it into a? Um, yeah, I think, I think. Look, he, I think he's. I've said with him and, and a number of the players, it starts with them, of them understanding and, and, and appreciating the fact that you know they need to, you know, keep improving as players and not. You know, sometimes when you get to you know, the Premier League and you get to a big club, you, you kind of feel like, okay, well. That's me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good enough now, and and kind of, you soon realise that um, you need to keep growing, you need to keep pushing yourself, and need to keep developing. And and Pedro certainly has from the start of the year. Obviously, positionally, it's changed for him a little bit, um, probably drastically, because you know, for the most part, he's played either as a fullback or as a wingback more. And you know, he's got unbelievable technical ability, um, and I think that was people kind of use that in their wherever sort of system he played in but with us you've got to defend as well especially as a fullback and a lot of times you've got to defend that one-on-one and he loves that aspect of it and you know I've said before Wellesley has done a lot of work with him and all the back four not just as a unit but individually to really embrace the challenge of being you know a one-on-one defender and, and you can see that now that you know maybe in the past maybe because people kind of highlighted as, as a so-called weakness in his game. It was stuff that he kind of avoided a little bit, but now he's really relishing in that battle. And, um, you know, he's had great growth. And again, still young enough where, you know, his best years are definitely ahead of him. And he, again, he's laid a strong foundation for what's ahead. Can I also ask, um, do, you, do you have any plans to get a game in then when you, when you don't have a game next week? No, uh, we'll, we, we'll, we'll, yeah, uh, well, we won't get time off, but, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of arrange our training we'll, we'll, for the most part I, I always find that sometimes you play you know you, if you arrange sort of a, a training game or a friendly game with somebody else you don't get the intensity I, I think if we if we do sort of a, an internal game I think we'll get more out of it so that's the plan at this stage and if I may, that's more <coughs> um, the, the story Yeah, I, I think you got a few stories confused there. I don't think you got injured playing ping pong. Is that what you're suggesting? Or? <laughs> no, uh, okay. no. 
no, yeah, um, I mean, I've, no, I don't have any strange stories about that stuff, um, but um, Sonny's great. He's, uh, it's great to have him back. Um, he obviously um, gave everything for his country, fell up short, you know, fell short in terms of their goals, and uh, it's been great to have him back around the group. And, um, yeah, in terms of the incident, I think it's been handled. Uh, yeah, that's for the sort of Korean Football Federation to, to kind of handle um, what I know of the story and I haven't asked too much about it, I don't know the detail I think it was just Sonny being Sonny being a leader and I think when you're a leader uh, sometimes you get in the firing line Paul and I wanted to ask you about your home form which is really good for the season is that one of the things you're most pleased about you most that Sonny was standing into a bit of fortress yeah I think it's important um, again it's kind of historically I've felt if you can have strong form, it, it kind of means two things. One is, you know, you, you kind of um, get the people who are most important, the supporters, you know, right behind you because, you know, it's great winning away and you kind of share it with a, a small group of, of travelling support, but there's nothing like when, you know, when your fans come to the stadium and, and see you win and have that feeling after the game, it it just brings the teams closer, um, you know, the, sort of the two sides of the players and, 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 and our fans. So I think it is important. Um, and I think over a course of a season, you know, <coughs> irrespective of where you, who you play, when you play away from home, there's always a challenge there. So you've got to try and take advantage of, of kind of the stuff that, you know, you, you're kind of, for want of a better term, comfortable with whether, you know, you, you come to the stadium, you, you, there's easy access because, you know, you've you got a car park, you can, and you're not travelling on a bus, you, you know the dressing room, you know the people there, everyone sort of. So you've got to transfer that, obviously, into performances. And, and if you can do that, that, that helps you because, you, like I said, invariably you're going to get some challenges away from home that sometimes make it difficult to, to, to achieve a result. So... Um, I've always put you know, great stock in, in trying to have you know, really strong home performances, um, mainly, like I said, because of the fans. It, it, I think you build a bond quicker when that happens. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a conscious effort. But what I do know is that, you know, for most fans, you know, they're, they're passionate about their football club. What they want to see is if they see a real, you know, concerted effort of a commitment to something, then for, for the most part, they'll back that, um, you know, because ultimately they want to be represented out on the football field. And when you want to be represented, you want to know that the, those that are wearing that, you know, that jumper are giving everything because, you know, for our supporters, in a sense, that's what they feel. They're, they're making a, a huge commitment. It's a lifelong commitment to, to their club. And whilst we as sort of managers or players, whoever we are, we, we, we don't have that lifelong commitment for the most part. We we're here for a short amount of time. They want to see that sort of effort anyway, like that sort of commitment. And so... I think they've seen it with our players. I think, you know, we, we obviously we've lost, I think, three games here at home. But even in those games, they saw the players giving it all and giving everything they can for for the team and trying to play football in a way that, you know, our, our supporters respond to. So 
like I said, that's what builds a bond. I don't think it's words. I don't think it's gimmicks. I don't think it's, you know, trying to sort of create something artificial. I just think it's supporters seeing those who represent them giving everything for, for their football club. OK, we've got John and then finish with Dom, please. Just to return to the ping-pong incident. Obviously, it's a funny story. It's a bizarre story. It's, it's also about discipline and respect Yeah, look, I, like I said, I, I don't want to talk about it because I don't know all the details. I don't really want to know. It's, it's, it's kind of an internal matter. But like I said before, I think what I know of the story is, you know, Sonny showing leadership and, and that's what leadership's about. You know, leadership's not about being popular or trying to make everyone happy. It's about, you know, um, if you see something that you don't think is right, that you stand up for it because you feel it's the best thing for the group and um, whatever that case may be. And I, I see that in Sonny. I think sometimes people mistake him with Sonny because he is, he's such a positive guy. Whenever you see him, he's smiling and everyone, you know, everyone has a real affection for him. But he's a, he wants to win. He's a, you know, he, he doesn't like standard slipping. I've seen him do it around here, you know, him, you know, and, and with Romero obviously in matters, but especially Sonny, if, if something's not right, he'll, he'll, he'll say it. And sometimes it's not really the popular thing to do um, but <clears throat> I think for the most part players and people who follow him respect that and that's what you need to do and as I said before sometimes that puts you in the firing line with the playing group sometimes it puts you in the firing line with the coaches sometimes it puts you in the firing line with with the club but as a leader if you believe that this is the right thing to do then you should stay strong in it and I think Sonny has those characteristics You're saying Roy Keane's not a nice guy. <laughs> Just to be clear, you said Roy Keane is not a nice guy. Yeah, okay. Uh, look, I think it's. I think you can be. I think you just got to be yourself. That's what leadership's about. You can't copy. You know, you, Sonny by nature is. He is. He's a nice guy. He's very polite. He's very respectful. Doesn't mean you can't be a real winner and and, and sort of a a guy who, who has high standards because he wouldn't be playing at this level for so long unless he did. There's a real discipline that you need to, to last this long, and especially in the Premier League, um, in a position that he plays, there's a real discipline and in a sort of um, drive to, to, to have high standards. And I think that transfers to leadership. And, you know, I've seen all kinds of leaders and, and the best ones are the ones who are themselves because I think people respect that. When you try and put it on and try and be somebody else, then... I think people see through that pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, obviously, you know, I follow him pretty closely from, you know, um, career and national team and, you know, being an adversary and knowing how well respected he was in the game um, um, in that part of the world, I knew that, you know, that's the kind of person he was. And, you know, I knew, obviously, knew a few people here at Tottenham as well and um, they all spoke in the same sort of way about him. Dom, to finish, please. Um, it's just a question on uh, Yves Lissouma. He hasn't started for you for two months. It's been a slightly stop-start period for him. Obviously, he's had that probably had the suspensions as well. But how much are you looking forward to having him available again for a sort of extended period now towards the end of the season? Yeah, um, as you said, it was pretty hard to start him when he was at AFCON and he was suspended. So um, it's great to have him back. And uh, Yeah, look, it's fair to say, I think, 
with Bess, he's probably a little bit frustrated at the way the season's gone because the start of his season was outstanding for us. And, um, you know, um, he was a big part of sort of why we, we got off to a flyer, you know, the first 10 games. He, you know, his ability to, to sort of really, you know, was really early on, I could see that, you know, the way we played, it really suited him and he really sort of thrived in that responsibility and that role. So, yeah, the fact that he's back, obviously, <coughs> coming back from, from the tournament, you know, him and Sonny and, and even Pape, I was wary about throwing him in straight away, knowing that, you know, um, you know the, how difficult those tournaments can be in the travel, but he's ready to go. He's had a good week of training and, um, yeah, looking forward, like I said, with him and, and Rodri and obviously Matt is now back. Um, LaCelso is now available. Uh, Skippy and Pierre were looking really strong through there, not just to start games, the ability to trust to change games. And um, I think that's going to be a real big part of us having a strong finish of the season. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>